Hey, Jamal, did you know that the homie that uh, Drake was bothering, did you know he's from Northern Virginia or DMV or something like that? Yeah, I figured that out um, <laughs> in the comments of Hoods and News Media. Oh, but that's where the streets was talking about? Hell yeah. You know, people from around here get really excited when they get to mention like, oh, he's from here. You know what I'm saying? So, Is this yeah, area just known for losing? No, nah, it's not known for losing, but you can just tell that they're not, they've never been there before. Dang. Because I realized that the first time I peeped game a little bit was uh, James. You know, James Austin, shout out James. He said the homie is making Nova look bad. And I was like, how does this brother know that he's from Nova? And then I went on his IG and all I saw was he said, hey, Mo, a lot. And he was at the Wizards game with his one of his children. So I was like, oh. He must be from the area. That's nice. Is Drake applying pressure? You think his girl secretly wants to hit him back? I, I think, yeah, she wants to have fun. She wants to go to Toronto. Why not? Or he might take her out to Paris and fuck her on that Ferris wheel. Yeah, and I mean, you can tell the way. I respect them, though, that um, they're milking it because if you go on their pages, they got a lot of ads. They're selling stuff. They've been you know, promoting stuff for bread. They got their cash app up there. They jumped their followers. So I respect them for taking advantage of the opportunity. Oh, so they already had like a family business together? Not, not that I know of. It just seems like they've been telling people to pay them so that they can promote their products. Mm. And it's been working because the homie he had a rack of slides selling stuff. So I was like, all right, I respect that hustle. They took advantage of that opportunity to get that quick money to get that five minutes of fame off. Yeah, I would do the same thing. And of course. Um, and I think Shorty's smart enough to know that at the end of the day, Drake could just use her to ruin like their marriage. Yeah. He might not, he might not even fly her anywhere and make her life yeah. exciting. Yeah. And she she looks nice too. She looks cool. Yeah, I don't really remember, but yeah. She was cool. She's not bad at all. So I was like, all right, I could see you want to thrax that. You can get her a Birkin real quick. But no, I, don't I, don't think she, I don't think she's getting a Birkin. Man, what is a Birkin to Drake? You just signed a $400 million contract. Were you in a yeah, Birkin? I just still don't think she's getting a Birkin. There's still <laughs> levels to things. That comes, you know what I mean? That takes, that's like a certain privilege that you have to have to get a Birkin. I don't think it is for those wealthy brothers, but hey, I digress. Yeah, I'm sure Birkin is probably some Air Force Ones to Drake. Yeah, man, that's, that's the 5 for 20 uh, white tees that we used to get at Foot Locker, man. Yeah, the triple X. Come on, big, come on, man, big shirts. Chopper combos. I feel like that cotton was pretty good. It was. Egyptian cotton, brother. Dan, you actually know what kind of cotton was in the tall tees at Foot Locker? Come on, man, I was a mechanic with it. Yeah, Foot Locker. RIP <laughs> them, even though they're still around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the same. You can say RIP, but we have to let the streets know, man. We back like Cook Crack, another day, another dollar. And um, before we have fun, we have to talk about something serious, Jamal. We have to talk about our namesake real quick. All right, let's get it. It's popping, man. According to TMZ, Kevin Chopper Barnes of the band was arrested for sex trafficking in Maryland. Oh, he was oh. Yeah, you didn't know he was, he was in Vegas. Oh, he was here. <laughs> but I he told you uh, people from Louisiana and like Houston love this area. They do. I mean, this is a black capital. 
Mm-hmm. Where, uh, he's currently being extradited back to Las Vegas. That's where, you know, law enforcement is accusing him of being a pimp. So, you know, we don't agree with pimp. And even though, hey, we can't knock the hustle, I'm not going to speak for Jamal, but if you don't know, Chopper Soup Convos, this podcast is named after the era we grew up in. We came of age in the 2000s when being big and baggy was what life was all about. And if you remember his legendary YouTube video when Chopper had that big suit on, that suit was wearing him, not the other way around. Yeah, he had on the NBA draft suit and he actually thought he was like, flat in the suit and it makes sense that he was pimping that was probably one of his outfits yeah it might have been now it makes sense why he was wearing that big ass suit <laughs> look like he had like a job interview like in the 80s that's oh yeah one of those shoulder pad suits yeah it was bad bro it was <laughs> bad like like a 1970s nfl coach yeah man so he got caught up an undercover set him up and um yeah, he tried to invite the undercover cop to come to Charlotte to join his stable, and he demanded a $2,000 fee and tried to verbally force the cop to make the trip, but it didn't work out. So he got arrested and charged with felony sex trafficking. So good luck, brother. Dang. So it was a woman cop, and he said, you can join my team if you give me 2000 Yeah, two bands. That's how you got to do it. It's a paying fee, man. He was doing the proper thing rules man he was following the protocol and the women they obviously get money from this huh the women obviously get money from this well i don't know about how chopper breaks it down but from what i was told as a youngster they get no money yeah but i feel like the rules are updated these days because women can go like they don't need pimps i mean some of them ladies like the comfort of having a pussy um you know manager so well yeah i don't condone pimping it's not my thing. I don't respect it, you know, to each his own. Don't not pimping. Don't fight pimping. Do you remember that song by Little B? Don't nah. hurt pimping. I thought you were singing a Smokey Robinson song. Nah, that's Little B for Little Boss. Smoking that smoke. Oh, Lord. Sipping that weed. Doing that coke. Gang banging. I used to play that song a lot last year. That was my jam. Gang banging. <laughs> <laughs> he made gang banging sound fun. It sound like a sitcom in the 80s. <laughs> oh man. But let's get into it, man. Let's we got a couple quick hitters before our big topic of the day. But shit, the way this shit goes, we just go with the flow. So you never know where we'll end up. The way things going, you never know how to end up. The way things going. Oh, Lord. What song is that? Future. Oh, shit. The outro. Until the <laughs> deluxe came out. Wow. Yeah, that. I will get into the deluxe nice later. segue. But uh, let's, let's knock this out the park real quick. Something in the water. We forgot to talk about it last week because we were so hype over the Pusha T album. Something in the Water announced their lineup and officially confirmed that they're coming to D.C. Uh, Pharrell and Friends, Pusha T, Chloe and Haley. A lot of people going to be there. Will you be there, Jamal? Um, I don't know yet. I feel like the, uh, the ticket sold out yet. I don't know. I'm not going to be there. Yeah, I'm kind of on that um, wave, but I might change my mind within like the next two weeks. Well, you know how it goes, man. The longer you wait, the more the price goes up. 
Yeah, and I'm not tripping. If it goes up too much, I just won't go. For some reason, I'm just not that excited about this lineup. Yeah, I'm not feeling it either that much. Is WizKid going? Is he on this lineup? A good question. Let's see. I'm gonna try to pull it I know up. No, Adi Kunle is on there. You said who? I don't know his name. Adi Kunle Gold. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I know he's on there. I think your man John Batista is gonna be there too, right? Your big homie. I've never heard a song by him. Yeah, me neither. What kind of? I feel like he's like a new version of Seal. Does he make music like Seal, or does he <laughs> actually make black music? Oh no, I feel like he makes sitcom music too like but jazzy so is he kind of like a daniel caesar i don't think he's that jiggy oh yeah because i don't know nothing about his music at all baby tate's gonna be there she's cool and be a blast that's Uh, good that uh be and pharrell still have a relationship yeah shanti and ja rule calvin harris backyard band dave matthews band devito uh earth yang uh, little baby Uzi, Lucky Day. He wants Dave Matthews Band to be there badly. They were supposed to be there when we went. Hey, they Richmond. They 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 underground legends. Not even underground. Well, I don't even know how popular they are with the whites, but you know they legends. They let they're definitely Virginia legends for sure. Yeah, uh, Mariah the Scientist, Moneybag Yo, uh, Rare Essence. That's cool. Ray Schremer. That's cool. They came back. Roddy Rich, Skepta, Ti. Thundercat. I'm excited about Skepta and Thundercat. Usher, Tyler, Tiana Taylor. Yeah, this is just not really Skilly doing bang. it for me. Who? Skilly Bang. He's a Jamaican artist. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm hip. Everybody loves his song. Yeah, song Snow Allegra. Yeah, it's cool. He's the one that has the book, book, book song, right? Yeah. yeah. Toby. Uh, Keith. Oh, Toby Keith. Oh, shit. If he was there, it would be get cracking. <laughs> Toby Keith? That boy does numbers, man. Not like Ed, though. Ed Sharon. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. You told me you respected him a, a couple years ago because he did an Afrobeat song. And he did Ooh. another one. Ed Sharon. I don't know. Do I respect him? I said that? Well, you said, yeah, you said y'all. He's nah, yeah, because he, he was on a Ghanaian joint. Boy, I me. Mean. Yeah, you said he's good at the cookout, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't care. That about was a couple years ago, though. Yeah, but I don't care about that proverbial cookout shit. I don't give a damn about that. But, but he yeah. has another one, though. That he's, he's a nice caucasoid. He's a good caucasoid. He tries to put on for the black community, so I respect him. Yeah, he has another one that I hear he's all the time. Yeah, yeah, good for him. He's a good, he's a good caucasoid. But Shout he, out to the good caucasoids. Yeah, you guys are good. We need you more of y'all. But yeah, I'm not going to be there. You yeah, I don't, might I'm be not- there. Say it again. I'm sorry. You said you might be there. I don't know, bro. The names just ain't like Skepta. That's tight for me. Um, it was somebody else you named? Um, damn it. But uh, yeah, Skepta. Like I would like to go see. Oh yeah, Thundercat. Yeah. Um, Burner. You didn't say Burner Boy, did you? Nah, he's not there. Devito's cool. Um, he's a. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's just a lot of names I just not excited to see. Yeah, and it's happening Juneteenth weekend, so that's cool, I guess. But like I always say, Pharrell Festival is more than just a festival. So I know like the fact that it's during Juneteenth and in Washington, D.C., he's going to have some very um, city-specific and niche type of things going on that are going to make the festival like a dope place just to be at. Like I think the people who will attend will make the festival like 
worth going more or as much as like the artists who are performing. Yeah, that's true. I might be at a parking lot somewhere in DC getting my hustle on. Parking lot pimping? Hey, parking lot parlay. You know, we don't condone pimping, you know. <laughs> Whoa. You sure about that, buddy? Huh? You sure about that? Yeah, you heard what I said. He said, huh? Thinking of the lie. Anywho, speaking of someone that wasn't sure about what they did last night, the brother that ran on Dave Chappelle's stage and got flu flam, man. Mm, you know another another dmv brother you know people trying to bother him i realized that because dave Chappelle is bigger now he was strong enough to take the tackle like if this was dave Chappelle in 03 when he was anorexic he would have gotten cooked now nah, he actually uh, he did take the tackle but he actually still fell though yeah he fell but he stood strong for the initial impact he did. The dude it wrapped him up, though, like a coach would teach you. Got his legs down. And uh, he failed. The fall wasn't that hard either. But, man, like a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week or two weeks ago, it was Mike Tyson who had to flu flame somebody. Oh, and yeah. before that, it was Will Smith slapping somebody. What's going on? Well, I mean, it was funny, too, that Chris Rock came on stage and was like, Will, was that you? Yeah, but, that, was, that was funny for the moment. Yeah, but uh, what's it called? I... Uh, did you hear about the homie having a knife and a fake gun? Yeah, the gun looked real. The knife definitely looked real. And it looked like if he would have had that joint out and it was real, Dave would have got poked up. He would have had to get a California zipper on his stomach. So I'm glad they broke that boy's arms and all his ri- his wrists and everything. They yeah, said you know, he originally wrote a diss song to Dave Chappelle. Oh, shit. He looked like a, like a fake SoundCloud rage rapper, too. He had his nails painted, too, so he might be a, a one of these brothers that are mad at Dave Chappelle's trans jokes, so... Yeah, he had a Thrasher shirt on, too. But, um... um <laughs> what does that represent? <laughs> you know what that represents? Like, rage, fake black oh, rock star stuff. But Thrasher's a white band, is it not? I think but, it's a magazine. Nah. Oh, true. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's a magazine. For some reason, their logo got popular over like the last like six years. Yeah, I think the skaters, you know, you know, uh, the hipster hype beast blacks, they love white culture. Yeah, like they love wearing Iron Maiden shirts instead of like Funkadelic shirts. Yeah, and acting like they're devil worshippers and stuff. And I don't, I don't know why, but I just feel like it's like black exploitation movie poster shirts and like parliament and like earth wind and fire shirts should be more popular instead of like amongst like hip-hop shit instead of like iron maiden and like the doors and the who and stuff yeah i could hear that oh yeah you know what i noticed um is that the homie that drake was dissing by the way this is a quick aside because when i mentioned the homie wrote a diss song for dave Chappelle, made me remember that the brother that uh, Drake was bothering, he said he was about to put out a diss song with Black Cobain. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he was kidding. But I don't smoke. But you know. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Shout out to Black Cobain, man. Yeah, he's trying his best. Is he on Jet Life now? He does smoke. Yeah, he smokes now. But um, good for you, brother. Shout out Black Cobain. You know what I mean? He's been on his grind. I'm sure he's, you know what I mean? He's lived the life that he might be wanting to live. You know what I mean? He, I don't yeah, think he sure. works he's a nine. 
I don't think he works a nine to five, so good for him. Yeah, man. But uh, what's it called? So what do you think this represents of people trying to run on stage and bother celebrities even more? And well, this is really the only case that we've seen because Will Smith doesn't count because he's a celebrity himself. That's and then Mike true. Tyson was on a plane. But I get what you're saying, though. I think it more represents the opposite of what like kind of how you presented it. I, I'm seeing celebrities reacting to stuff. Yeah, they but, gotta um, stuff up. That's what I'm saying. We need sometimes we need violence. I'm not saying violence is good, but hey, sometimes you gotta do not even sometimes, of course, you have to defend yourself. This brother might have tried, might have killed Dave Chappelle. I'm happy his security and his crew was and Buster Rhymes and Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm happy the gang was ready to go. Yeah, That's they said Buster Rhymes and Jamie Foxx. Like, I don't know. It seemed like they were trying to snitch on Buster Rhymes. Like, his people were there. So that's like, yeah, who, the flip mode. That's who put the, the beating on him. <laughs> Imagine getting beat up by flip mode squad. That's a lot of, that's like terrifying. They have a lot of energy. Do they have a lot of energy? We saw them at something in the water, and you even said to yourself, when I come in, and I flip it. <laughs> when I come in, da, da, da. yeah, he ran out of breath, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're older now, but yeah, the young flip mode squad, they were all over. Oh, you think they have a junior division? No, I'm just saying when they were younger. I'm just, I guess I'm thinking of like Busta Rhymes with the dreads. Like Mm -hmm. that flip mode squad was uh, very amped up. And you don't think Caesar Busta Rhymes can get it active? I mean, I'm sure he has people around him. You know what I mean? Busta Rhymes is a pretty serious guy in real life. Yeah, he is. He's not a jokester at all. And his the people that are around him aren't jokesters. I mean, he is from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, you know. Um, so, hey man, I'm happy Dave Chappelle is safe. I'm happy he's good. I'm happy that he smiled about whooping that dude's ass. Yeah, that was great. He said, "Hey man, he's been doing this for 35 years, and he's been waiting to whoop somebody's ass, and it finally happened. So good for him." I'm just, yeah, I'm, I am happy it came out on top. It's like everybody loves to see Dave Chappelle win. <laughs> well, except for the certain communities. That yeah, yeah, but like besides them, you could tell everybody was happy Dave got the better end of that. And they were happy they were able to make jokes and use like Blue Streak clips and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, uh, and the Rick James, Charlie Murphy clip and all that. Yeah, even Robin Hood and Tights, I saw that joint old school. Oh, I forgot he was in there. <laughs> yeah, man, that brother's been working hard for a long time. He was in Dr. Doolittle, too. Oh, yeah, of course, the comedian. Yeah, Reggie. Mm-hmm. Dang, is that, other than Jamal, is Reggie another stereotypical Black 90s name? Or yeah. not as much? Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't really know any white Reggies. Yeah. I know they're, they're usually probably Reginald, but I don't know any white Reggies at all. Like, yeah. I haven't seen a white Reggie ever in my life. Me neither. All I can think about is, like, Reggie Miller and... Wasn't there Reggie Lewis? Oh, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Celtics. Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Reggie Lewis. You know what I'm saying? That's all I can think of. Jackson. Then the new Reggie Jackson, the basketball version. Oh, yeah. Reggie Jackson, the OG. I used to always get him in. um, I used to compare him in Easy E all the time as a kid. Whoa, because they liked the big shades? And Jerry Curls. OG Reggie Jackson didn't have a Jerry Crow. That was before his time, I believe. He was more of a 70s brother. I don't know. Let me check. Because I always felt like Easy e was jocking Reggie Jackson's swag. I don't know. I could be tripping. That's hilarious. 
could have sworn I seen a picture of him with a jerk. Well, it's the fro, I guess. Yeah, that's all it is. That's Danny Reggie Jackson didn't have a jury girl. Nah, you you've been tricking yourself your whole life. And his shades don't look as cool as I remember them looking. <laughs> They're aviators. I thought they were yeah. like the, I thought they were lokes. Nah, man. <laughs> from like Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> He's old. He was a California goon this whole time. That's hilarious. I don't know. I just remember him having Jerry Curl. Yeah, man. You I thought Jerry Curls were out in the 70s. No, sir. It was all natural. Yep, he's from Pennsylvania. Pedro Martinez had a Jerry Curl for some reason. I mean, he's Dominican. You know, those brothers are back in time sometimes. No disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro. Oh, Tony Gwynn had a Jerry Curl. Yeah, he could be because he was popping in the 80s. That's when he came in the league. Damn. Playing sports with a jerry curl though. Eric Dickerson did it. Oh yeah, he had the head the headband with it. Yeah, the goggles, man. That's yeah, he probably that needed. Man. That's why he needed those goggles. Roy Wood oh, Jr. Had get the, the activator out the way. Roy Wood Jr. had the jerry curl. He looked old in this picture though. With Roy it. Wood Jr. the comedian. Oh, I mean Ron Washington. That's why I was like, what? Ron Washington. Yeah, I remember him, the manager that he used to play up. Yo, these dudes. Somebody named Pat. How did you find all these? You just typed in what Jerry Curl athletes? Pascal Perez. This dude's Jerry Curl is off the hook. Send it to me, man. Wow, he actually has like pictures where he's posing with it with gold chains. Of course. What well, you think you're gonna have Jerry Curls and not swag out with it for the flicks? <laughs> what do you do? What do you think that's about? You think that's not gonna happen? That has to happen. It's probably yeah. I can't imagine anyone being serious with a jury curl except for um Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, well, like his jury. I don't know why they made him wear a jury curl. Hey man, Quentin Tarantino's a geeker, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, what were we talking about before jury curls and Reggie Jackson looking <laughs> oh, like? Oh yeah, man? whoa, this brother is fresh. We're talking about uh Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The home, and his gang beating up the homie and his rager um fan. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, this brother is flat. I respect. <laughs> it almost looks like those are baseball pants, but I know they're not. <laughs> hey, man, what do you think about this uh, double album? Supposedly, Kendrick is dropping tomorrow, or not say tomorrow, next week. Do you think um, it's really a double album? You saw the picture, right? No, I saw a picture of like two blank discs. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what people thought the hen was, that one said the morale masters, and then the other one said the big steppers masters, and then, of course, the books. So the theory I've seen some people say is that every Kendrick album is a different format of media. Like Section 80 is supposed to be like a story told at a bonfire, like, you know, when you're at a camp or something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, to pimp no, a uh, good kid, Mad City is a movie. To pimp a butterfly is a poem, and I don't think anyone figured out what damn was. <laughs> but people are thinking, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Oh, that's gonna be the book format story. So I don't know, Kendrick. This is the one thing of, out of the many that I like about him is that because he takes his time with his art, he always tries to you know, roll it out in a unique way and present it 
in a format that, hey, this is going to give you an experience that maybe I want you to read in too much into something that you, there's clues and Easter eggs. So that's cool. But if it's a double album, what are you expecting? Well, what I'm happy about is Kendrick, you can just tell he's just such a rap fan and he wants to be traditional. And the fact that he knows that most of the greats, um, I don't think Jay-Z did. If he did, I know it didn't hit. But most of the yeah, great choose the double album. Yeah, I knew it was that one. That's what um because the flute song is on the second CD, right? Yeah, that's blueprint two. I'm not sure which disc it's on. It might be it is. Yeah, I think it might be the second disc. Yeah. Oh, behave. <laughs> Didn't he say something about Austin Powers? Yeah, I think that's what made him do that. Oh, <laughs> behave. But um, what you would call it? Um, yeah, you could tell he wants to follow tradition and like he knows that the greats like the top dogs no pun intended all have had um double albums you know what i'm saying tupac all eyes on me biggie life after death um help me out here jay-z blueprint two nine streets disciple oh no and people tried yeah it has to be good oh scarface my homies yeah 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 e40 has the element of surprise that's one of my favorite double albums uh that nigga got uh quad he has like <laughs> pent tuplet album you know what i'm talking about yeah and we're back but yeah as i was saying though um you know kendrick is definitely following tradition of the greats um i was just mentioning uh speaker box love below that's also another double album that's come out it's people make it seem like there was so many like great double albums but obviously i don't know maybe my my bag is limited but the the main ones i feel like they're talking about and the ones i can think about are tupac shakur and mr christopher wallace yeah those are the big two because they're the best double albums but there's a few tr you had a double album that goes um who else? Yeah, Master uh, P also had a double album. Last Don was that the double yeah, album? MP mm-hmm. the Last Don. Uh, in the last decade, Big Critics put out a double album. A Tribe Called Quest, Ben Staples, Drake with Scorpion. Uh, oh yeah, Drake did do it. I was thinking, didn't he do it? But I thought he got scared out of doing it. Nah, Future Hendrix was allegedly supposed to be a double album, but they decided to separate it. Damn, that would have been fucking dope. Yeah, he almost had it because that would have been like a great double album. And people thought he was going to do it again with I Never Liked You, I Loved You was going to be the double album. But that didn't happen. Or maybe, yeah, see, it might happen, but then it's going to be two separate albums again. So maybe it's only for certain artists that are allowed to attempt that. Because I guess supposedly ATL Jacobs said recently on social media but wait there's more like hey more music is coming but yeah i love that kendrick's doing that you know I me mean? i feel like he's coming and he knows we deserve music so i feel like he's doing this now so he can go away for 10 years or maybe forever so that's the scary part for yeah, he might career. retire from rap after he gets out of this contract so yeah so for his fans they should be a little nervous he's about to unpack a lot in this and you'll see him probably like he you know I me mean? he's he just knows how to 
follow the greats. He's about to turn into Andre 3000. He's never going to give you another album, but he'll pull up and probably give you a few guest verses. I don't even think he'll do that. I think he will every now and then. I believe so. Because I feel like the Baby King joint's kind of like that, but it doesn't count. That's cousin. Yeah, it don't count. And it doesn't count because it's almost like a rollout for his album, even though it's like eight months before. It's him promoting his cousin and their lab- and his label. That don't yeah. count. Supposedly program language. Yeah, it's great. No, that is what it's, it's short for. It's a great name. But yeah, I mean, because this is the longest drought of his career, five years, this shit better be life after death, all eyes on me level. If you are going to say that you are top, you smoking on top fives and new flows coming, just be patient and this shit better be a masterpiece because you know, I was one of those guys that said, hey, Kendrick is probably top 10 all time already because of how strong his discography is from Section 80 to Good Kid Mad City to uh, to Pimp a Butterfly to Dan. I don't think he has any misses. Some people would say all of those four are classics. I wouldn't go that far, but I think Good Kid Mad City is unquestionably a classic. And then um, Dan- I feel like Section 80 is better than it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how great his discography is. Some people, they think Section 80 and Good Kid Mad City are classics. Some people say Damn and Good Kid Mad City are classics. Some people say the Pimp a Butterfly is a classic, so. I think they're all classics. I think the only reason why I think um, Section 80 is better is because Good Kid Mad City is kind of stuck in a box of like certain years of his life, but that don't make it bad or nothing. It's just it's a concept album. Yeah, it's just stuck in. Yeah, Technically, all his stuff are concept albums. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think they're all classics, though. Yeah, so hey, you better make a classic double album then, boy, because he Jim will. I didn't do it. He will. So I think that have over them. I think this is going to be some of the best rapping we ever heard from him. I think he's going to be amazing. He's about to have album rap album of the year. He's about to um solidify himself as the best rapper again. I mean, that shit that he spit on Keem's shit was ridiculous, dog. Like it's like it's a crazy verse that he did. Which one? Range Rover. No, nah, what top the hell is morning, that? Top of the morning, yeah. top of the morning. Let's get this shit. Yeah. Whoa, that was a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> Range Rover. The facts mean this is a vaccine and the game need me to reside. All that shit. The Did game didn't in? need you to do anything because motherfuck that album. Fuck that still around. On hard drive. Yeah, all right. You shit better hit, boy. It is. That verse is crazy. Amazing, brother. Because whatever, what did you call it last time? Hot drop hip hop summer or something? What'd you call that shit? I called it that. Hot drop hip hop summer. You said something like that. Oh, blazing hot tracks. No, no, no. You said specifically about, <laughs> about this period of Pusha T, then Future, then Jack Harlow, then Kendrick, and even Black Star dropping. You said this is like hot hip hop month or something like that. I don't know. You might as well just, I don't know. I felt like I was a, a now um, 1 million, a now 27 uh, voice person. That's how I felt when I was saying it, like blazing hot tracks. We got a hot summer of hip hop coming. Remember the now 20, I don't know what number they're on now. I'm about to find out. I don't, for some reason, I keep thinking of now 27. Whoa. Okay. I wonder what year that came out and why I'm thinking of that. But um, let's see. These niggas are, oh, they just say now that's what I call music. <laughs> 105. Oh, I guess they're on 105. 
105. That's what's up. Oh, man, but let's get into it because, hey, maybe right now, this brother is the best rapper alive. Future, I never liked you. His ninth studio album, Uh-oh. I feel like he delivered, man. I'm man is excited. I'm seeing a lot of people that are saying, hey, this album is mid, this album is mid. Not a lot. I've seen a couple people that I follow on Twitter say that. I've seen reviews. They kind of say, eh, it's the same old, same old future. What do you think? Oh, yeah, just real quick. I'm sorry. I was wrong. They're on now 53 now. All right, good for them. All right. Anyways, um, I think he definitely delivered. You know what I'm saying? He he brought us some amazing beats. He brought us some cool flows. Um, I think people who don't like it, like I saw Jarvie, he said the album was mid. Jarvie's been in a very house, early 2000s party, R&B, um, you know, just a swaggy player type nigga. Um, music world lately you know he's in brooklyn shout out to jarvie dj jarvie jarv that's my that's my man's in them um salute you know, in the left hand illuminati with us as well he's definitely in the left hand illuminati for sure but um he said it was mid on twitter um and i can see why in his element why he thinks it's mid i mean he's getting like his music what he's around and the scenery he's in you know what i mean like they don't do like just black club music and shit you know what i'm saying but i feel like those kind of people who never were really like future fans street rap fans yeah yes yeah, you can just, yeah you can just say street rap fans because yeah but i feel like even the street rap fans some of them might not like i feel like if you a real future fan you're gonna have fun with the stuff that he's doing like like i said the flows and how he's rapping um even just him saying the chi name but um yeah, he cool. kind of got better at rapping, man. He yeah, got he better. did. <laughs> like he said, you think a nigga like me care about a nigga shooting up the church? I'm gonna I'm have to take it up with God because I'm a God on the earth. Like that's yeah. such a blasphemous yeah. line. Like it might made me think of what Andre 3000 said when he said Future makes the most negative inspirational music. Because I'm thinking like, damn, that's such a hard line. But <laughs> damn, that's such a blasphemous thing to say. But he's he's like, but if you want to get deep with it, he's right. Like. People who are like celebrities and live certain lives. I mean, I'm this is if you're not like a spiritual person, I mean, I don't know, brace yourself. But like he's living a certain life on earth. He knows like certain people are gods on earth. Whatever happens to them after they die, you know what I mean? That's, that's what it is. That's their choice. But he said, I'm gonna have to take it up with God because I'm a God on the earth. Like in the way the beat was hitting and yeah. how menacing it was, I was just like, yo. It's one of his best intros ever, 7, 12 p.m. Yeah. One of the best intros he's ever done. And he also talks about the dark life on track 12 with Kodak Voodoo. He talks about the dark life. Like he's, this album's kind of dark to me. Like he said he was a god again. Um, Voodoo, dance, playing with the devil and saying like, making the devil like being like, um, he illustrated as if it was a woman and saying like, don't, think you're gonna get to heaven because um the all the time blessings. you thought you was talking to god it was me nigga the devil. and like the blessings that you thought you got like the money and the fame the, yeah. he's saying like the devil sent them you probably yeah. had to do some dirt to get it or you had to promote dirt to get those blessings you had to do grime to get those blessings so it was just such a deep deep song like yeah. i don't know who wrote that if him or kodak wrote it 
whoever wrote it, kudos to you. It might have been Kodak. You know, he's a crafty brother himself. And for a young man, he's very deep. And, you know, he's a Haitian. So, you know. That's that's some of his best work, that hook. Yeah, it is. For it's, sure. It's deep. Like, that's such a, those were just deep words. And I think the youngin doing the bridge after his second hook is his Cash Page, supposedly. Hmm. You heard about her? She's from like Dallas or something. She's pretty Cat, dope. You said Cash Page, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of her with a K, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's dope. I mean, yeah, this project is focused. I'm that nigga fire. Keep it burning and four nut are the two weakest tracks, but I can let I it love go. I love keep it burning. Four nut is weak because future chose like his lazy flow, like what that he does when he's with young thug a lot. And that whistle wasn't hitting on nothing. That when he's with Young Thug, he does like that a lot. Like Sup Mate and um, what's it's the other one that they? I mean, I like it. Everybody likes the Sup Mate is jiggy. That it is. It is. It is. Sup Everybody loved that song. Sup Mate. Yeah, but they be chilling. What's the one on um, Harlem Shake? Yeah, I mean, I love. I, I like that song too. That might be the worst Future album, by the way. Now, now that I think about it. I nah, because I love one of my niggas. I love Posted with Demons, um, another blasphemous song. Um, I hate when I like those kind of songs, but um, I love uh, the River song. Forgot what is it called? Yeah, up the river. Um, I love high tech. I like solitary diamonds. I just don't like that early Southside song. Yeah, that album was kind of mid, but um. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's a oh, yeah. so from from high off life to this is a massive improvement. This um, yeah, seven twelve p.m. Fire, I'm that nigga. Fire, puffing on Zooties, masterpiece. Gold stacks. I used to not like it as much, but that joint does go. I love I, people. I, yeah, I keep seeing people like not liking it as much, but I love that song. Step on a nigga, nigga. Step on a nigga and some all white ones, nigga. I love that song. You're not going to shoot dice unless we bet in gold stacks. Yeah, it's big talk. Big boss money talk. Wait For You is a good song. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the, that's the biggest song on the album. Love You Better goes. I like, I like Love You Better a lot. I like that he said um, the love for my grandma. Is what, like, he's letting her know, like, trick. Like, I'm bringing up my grandma when it like comes to Yeah, me. and also, I don't know. Is this the same grandmother that he said he used to visit? In jail on Sundays, I don't know. In prison on Sundays, he says that on Keep It Burning. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like, if you listen to Future, he does say deep stuff. He's not going to be the stereotypical lyricist, but it's not like he doesn't say nothing. He has bars in his format. Like how Elliot Wilson explained, like, and his rhyme style, it's unique. And he is kind of a wordsmith in his lane for what how he writes and structures his songs. Um, misogyny, focus, chickens. Oh my god, is misogyny? Yeah, yeah. That's what he says. That's what he says. Dog ass bitch is trying to suck my wrist off. Might that might have been that one? That's even like um. (laughs) No, everybody. That's on get higher. Oh, we'll get to that. We want to get higher. That we just want to get that goes. But yeah, misogyny gets me excited. Sometimes I restart it just so I can hear him say, "We talking about Miami, the man." Whatever you say, we talking about Miami, Sky Miami. Yeah, I love that. Spaced out, man. Uh, Chicken. Now nah, go ahead. And he said she inspires him to get the uh, money, and he go get it. Like I know what that feels like right now. Yeah, you man, you gotta go get the racks, man. I'm going through that right now. 
But guess what? I, you know what I mean? I'm about to. Um, is she massaging you though? Yeah, I mean, she took me to get a massage. Oh, okay, that counts for my, for my birthday, and I just got a new job too. Again, this nigga got this nigga is. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was at this job since October 2020, the one I'm at now. Almost two years. Yeah, and I year got a new. Half. So yeah, I had to go. She inspired me to get these racks. I had to go and get it. Like I know what that feels oh, man, like. This guy is next. This brother. Yeah, I know what it feels like to get. You know what I mean? So that song really hit hit deep with me like you know what i'm saying you know what i mean like i just i mean i get little like how you said future he gives you game too and i like that line yeah man chickens right. with estg goes i like that song it's kind of chill uh we just want to get how we talked about voodoo focus hold on hold up. i that, wish we had another verse on voodoo we just want to get high as my shit bro that beat is stupid the way the bass is bouncing and then when he says dog ass bitch she just want to suck my wrist off he wanted to let us know about that again yeah man like i love that line he knows that yeah she's she's doing her thing but she just trying to get some money out of me she just want this watch i got she wants some jewelry she don't really like me like i like like that's the kind of stuff you're going to get out of the future i'm not saying that that's important it might not be <laughs> as cool as little baby saying like i tell kids to go vote but you know i don't want to hear that from future yeah. but i like the fact that he's aware of his world and he has some duality in his world. He's not just bragging. He also complains about like the the good and the bad of his world that he raps about. That's good art to me. Holy Ghost focus. Oh my gosh. Holy Ghost? ATL Jacob, ATL Jacob. That beat, the flow. That song is menacing. The ho, ho, ho. That remind me of some like, 56 nights type shit almost <laughs> the way things going that joint goes too. that was his one of his my savages type uh mm -hmm. street anthem songs letting you know it's about to be a hot summer man in the hood yeah didn't he say it's gonna be bloody or something yeah it's gonna get hectic in the hood i'm on one with drake i like that joint that joint's not bad i fuck with it i love that song I, it reminds me of like 2014 like 2013 when Drake and Future used to make like dope club bangers and shit or just that era and I love that he um his niggas sprayed the um shit and threw his arm out of place and he too yeah, damn that's, rich. that's that's what I like about Future too he talks about street shit in a way he's kind of like Pusha T in that way that he can say something street that you wouldn't even think about like oh huh I never even thought about that and they're too rich to fucking worry about a murder case. And I love that his faux trade gangsters is going to keep it crack, uh, cracking and his other niggas is going to keep it bracking. bracking you know, you know. And, he's, and niggas real psychotic about this shit. We ain't just rapping. Like, I, yeah, yeah, man. And Drake did his thing as well. I love he how did he his said, thing. Right hand, right knee, left hand. Yeah, that was knee. tight. And then um, he's all about his goals like Ovechkin. Yeah. I'm just all, I'm surprised nobody's used he was smart to say Ovechkin because I'm surprised nobody's used the goals line for Ovechkin and Messi. Yeah, and he said Cristiano too, Champions League. He was he was going in. That was like a what a time to be alive song because, you know, that album, they were athletes on that. They loved, they kept having sports references. And what I meant by that, it is what a time to be alive. That is a good point, what you just said. But I meant like 13, like kind of like, even though it's not the same song, it just reminds me of like, you don't, you don't even know. And like, um, What's the other song that they had back in the day? They had another song back in the days. But it just reminds me of like 
that era of like no lie two chains and shit like that for some reason i don't know why it just <laughs> it just gives me those feels we're back to basics is a dope outro you know he basically yeah. sniped it while listening to gogo that was nice yeah we got to do a little list of all the rappers the dope rappers who reference dc like when um 50 said in dc they dance to gogo in yeah. la they ride on lolos i feel like everybody what yeah, about even, when jeezy remember on circulate in DC, like they play go go, like go go. Whoa, <laughs> like go go. You sound like the Jeezy from the Phil No uh, beat joints. You already know what it is. <laughs> you remember them joints, Phil? Yeah. No? And then uh, 21, he said, um, I think he said he hit a joint listening to go go once too. Mm. But, so, uh, I wonder what songs they're listening to. But uh, let's get to this. Deluxe. Oh, no security with Babyface Ray. I like it. It's cool. It's not bad at all. I fuck with that joint. Like me, I like it because that's like another uh, future juvenile inspired track. Oh yeah, I heard that too, and I love it. Um, Doug, you know, he did his thing. He can't really do his thing on those kind of beats as much to me, in my opinion. <laughs> but um, he still did his thing. But the ba- uh, little baby went off on that joint because like that's it. his beat it's basically they did something to fit what little baby's best at yeah little baby did his thing he was saying some tight shit um that i could also relate to nice affiliated with uh little dirk i like that joint it's cool it's not bad at all but i feel like dirk was like kind of moving kind of funny on that <laughs> maybe he's not used to those type of beats yeah he wasn't able to do his like yeah, nigga, we gonna catch you. Ain't gonna get you in the club. Duh, 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 duh. He had to like. He was moving kind of different. <laughs> Stay down with Scooter. That's my like shit. That, That's the best one. That's the best one. For me, my uh, worst day. You know that was the Valentine's Day song. It's a dope song. I like it. It's a different vibe from it's, the beats that most of the beats on the album. So I like it. It's definitely a good song, but I never listened to it. And my favorite song on the love, the deluxe is just the beginning. That joint goes. I gotta listen to it again. I don't remember that joint goes. Again. That beat is too. I listen to that before I go to sleep sometimes just to get pumped. I like the scooter joint. It just I don't know. Scooter did his thing on it. He said some tight shit. Um, I think the deluxe was just, I guess, you know, they just sound like throwaways, which they are. The beats aren't as cool. I just his hooks, his flows. I, I don't really like the deluxe songs at all. Like I don't need those at all. Hopefully they I needed I needed just the beginning, stayed down, like me. No security is stupid. I, that shit goes. ATL Jacob out of the deluxe he did uh no security and stayed down. Um I like no security. Where that's where I'm at. Yeah, that joint goes. But yeah, this project, this might be future's third best project. To me, it's between this and the wizard. So what do you think? Um, I think this could, you could say this is his third, but after I did some thinking about it, I think the wizard's better. Yeah, I think it's between this and the wizard. It's close though. Because the wizard has like promised you that and um stick to the models and shit, not just the hard sound. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I mainly like the hard records on this. I, I said records. Ew, I'm like a New York nigga now. Yo, I like that record. Yo, that record right there, but um to me, like I mainly like the the hard songs on this album. That's kind of like all I listen to, really. I don't really I listen to "Love You Better," and, um, 
sometimes Tim's. I don't really listen to um, the way things going and back to the basics as much. Not that I don't like them, but I think the wizard has a slight edge on this. This one, I always songs I don't play is basically when I'm listening to the album, I'll skip track three and four. Keep it burning and four nut. Everything else is rocking. Why don't you like keep it burning? I love that song. Because it's not that good. The hook sucks. Um, on the wizard, the I don't like you know um, crushed up. I don't like uh, that. Might be the only song I kind of don't like on this joint. Let me see real quick. Jumping on the jet's cool. It's man. that's my shit. I love jumping on and off the jet. He the, said he was in the back seat, but he was switching lanes. That's my yeah. shit. Oh. Yeah, so I think it is between this and the wizard. Maybe the wizard is slightly better, but I can put this at number f- even with this. Uh, basically, for me, it's in the three to five range because future, the future album might be slightly better than this too. Nah, but um, maybe. I, yeah, because on the future album, the only songs I don't like is like "Massage in My Room." But I like it more than for a nut. And um, let me look at that track list real quick. Yeah, Wizards better than this album because um, Tricks on Me is, is the shit. Ain't coming back is the shit. Yeah, the future album is probably better than this too. Because the weakest songs on this album, Popping Tags and Massage in My Room, is probably better than Keep It Burning and For a Nut. So maybe this is like. The fifth best nah. future album. Popping tags ain't better than no damn keep it burning. Are you kidding me? That it keep is. it burning cranks, bro. They went off on that song. I already that's what I'm saying. Because I heard down there too. I already heard the original version that was better because of the sample. This oh, yeah, you said like, that. Yeah, it's not the hooks. This hooks city on fire. That's hook shit. Like but I like when he says nice um future. it was nice. Uh Kanye actually finished his verse, but I already heard this future verse two months ago, three months ago. So but I like I'm the, not as geeked over the song as you are. I like the chopped and screwed voice at the end of the song. Money like say, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, that on fire. That's what I'm saying. I already heard that on the last version. That's why hmm. the song doesn't hit me like you because I already heard it on Down to Two. So dang, that's crazy. That makes sense. Yeah, this is literally my first time hearing it. Yeah, so that's why you should like it a lot. But yeah. This is probably, if I had to rank the top five future albums, I'll put it DS2, Hendrix, The Wizard, Future, and I Never Liked You Fit. But I'd give DS2 a five out of five, Hendrix a four and a half out of five, and then The Wizard, Future, and this project a four out of five. That's how I look at it. Once again, though, man, Zoom is not a bad song on future albums. That song doesn't not like to me. City on Fire is better than that. City on Fire is better than Super Chopper. It's better than Power of Attorney. It's better than I think it's better than uh Scrape. Um, it's better than Popping Tags. I don't agree with any of that. So it's better than Flip. I don't like this like album that much. Yeah, I, I hear you, but I don't agree. I think it's not as good. This is his fifth best album. I think it's just, this is like a better version of Evil. 
that's how I look at I never liked you. It's a sl- it's a better version of evil. I need a new I need a future mixtape. You're not gonna get that. Why would I do mixtapes when it's the streaming era? Mixtapes are dead. What was the last one? Purple Rain? Yeah. Or, the, or the one with Juice World? Nah, that was the album. Yeah, it was on you had to buy it. Ain't no DJ drops on that. His last mixtape is Purple Rain. Dang, DJ Eskimo City, the coolest motherfucking DJ in the world. Yeah, yeah no that's drop. his last mixtape. You're not getting mixtapes no more. Mixtapes are dead. Streaming services and record labels killed it. Bitch ass niggas. Hey, they gotta get their money. It's not their fault that the labels, they need to get paid. The artists were doing music for free and not owning their music. So (laughs) the labels are going to say, hey, you're going to do this mixtape. We're going to put on streaming services and it's not going to count as an album. So you're going to have to work for us longer than you want. Because it's not like mixtapes in the past were counted on people's albums anyway. So, well... Yeah, I think Meek was even complaining about one of his projects. He was mad that his label counted it as a mixtape instead of an album. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess when you become a superstar, you have to. And obviously, because you said the streaming stuff. Yeah, it's not even when you become a superstar. When you sign a record deal, (laughs) it's over, boy. Yeah, but definitely if, like, say, streaming wasn't around, definitely when you're a superstar, it's harder to get the mixtapes out. And speaking of superstars... Have you seen that Ja Morant kid? Yeah, he's on fire. He's <laughs> finally a superstar now. They won yesterday solely because of him. And he, he showed he can do it. And it was funny. The Splash Brothers were shit, and it was still a close game. That just shows you how much he has, how great he has to play just to make his team win. And I think the Warriors can win this series in five games, maybe six if the Grizzlies can get one in the Bay. But I think this series is going to be over soon, but it's entertaining. It's fun. The world gets to see John Morant ball in the playoffs. It's fun, like I said, but yeah, the Warriors got this on lock. Those young niggas are playing hard. It seemed like the Warriors like were thinking like, God damn, these niggas want to win bad. Like, just move out the way. We're going to beat you. <laughs> and um, Josh, he looking like a young D Rose in the making. What do you, what do you, how would you, I was about to say, how would you compare their games? Yeah, they're both athletic freaks, but Jar Moran is better because he can shoot threes. Yeah, even though D Rose, like where Jaw's better at shooting, D Rose was more athletic to me. His his bounce was more stupid. Yeah, I think their bounce is kind of the same. Nah, D Rose bounce, like he gets up, like Jaw is smooth. He's like a more, control d uh rose like he's d rose was like it was almost like he was on a trampoline i watched both of their highlights uh this past weekend i was like yeah their athleticism is kind of the same maybe i'll do the same but d rose seemed faster and his bounce was quicker like he was as soon as he jumped he's his head's above the rim type shit john moran is like that too he's fast as hell also yeah, he is, but D Rose to me, I don't know. He just, I don't know. Even the play where he hurt his knee that one time when he grabbed it midair, he was up there. Hey, man. Hopefully that doesn't happen to John Moran. People 
seem to treat him like he's a black quarterback and they're like yeah when his legs give out he's gonna be just like Derrick Rose I mean it's just the life when you're an athletic player like that and you're that bony hey man shit happens not everybody is gonna be like a Russell Westbrook that has multiple surgeries but can still have a successful career so we'll figure that out when it happens but unlike the rest of them John Moran has already established himself as a three-point shooter, so maybe that can help him out. But he still has to learn how to, you know, be a point guard in the sense of managing games. Because right now, yes, full court and transition, he's a beast. But in half-court sets, he does know how to penetrate and set up his teammates. But when it comes to icing games, because that's the thing with Memphis. Like the last series, they should have lost in five games if Minnesota was serious. <laughs> they had five uh, second half leads of 10 points or more and tricked all of them. So like this Memphis team, they're good, but hey, there's a limit to it. So we got to figure it out for Memphis because do you think they can win this series? No. Yeah. And my man, 3J, Jaron Jackson <laughs> Jr., that boy's a foul machine. Foul J, that dude. Doesn't he, didn't he get fouled out the game before this? Uh, he didn't foul out the last game. He almost did. But some of these calls are ticky-tack, man. Yeah, the Gucci man. Everybody's mad at the Gucci man, ref. What Gucci? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he was helping Memphis, though. Yeah, he was. They, yeah, they that, that was the game that they wanted Memphis to win, and it did, still didn't work. They say he's from Memphis, too. Yeah, well, I think he was born in Chicago and might have grown up in Memphis a little bit. Yeah, I think that's what it is. He was like born in Chicago or born in Memphis and grew up Chicago. One of those joints. But um, no, I don't think the Grizzlies are going to win. I just think, you know, it's interesting to see Steph. I mean, uh, Clay kind of, you know, have the kinks. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played in almost two years and. Now that he's back, all he wants to do is shoot. And <laughs> he's having brickathons. And then Jordan Poole, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of late. It's my first. I've always kept hearing his name, but I'm finally seeing him. What college did he go to? Michigan. He's the one that should have once most improved player. It should have been between him and Desmond Bain. But, you know, the NBA voters are stupid these days, so they gave – a guy that was the second overall pick in the draft and was an all-star last year, who also took his team to the playoffs over the Warriors last year. They said, you're the most improved player. Like, nobody thought you were going to be a superstar. Like, the NBA voters are stupid. They also geeked up defensive player of the year, like I've said before. And look at yesterday. Marcus Smart doesn't play, and they still defensively were elite and strapped up Giannis and bothered Drew Holiday. Like, these voters suck, but let me see if I can find it. I had a list, because I remember I was supposed to talk about it one day, and I'm going to just bring it out real quick about the top five perimeter defenders in the NBA. For me, this is my order. Number one, Drew Holiday. Number two, Matisse Thybul. Number three, Mikael Bridges. Number four, Marcus Smart, number five, DeJounte Murray. That's my top five. So true. Well, I mean, did, I feel like 
this would have been another dumb thing, but they didn't give Dame most improved, right? Luol Dang? Uh, Damian Lillard. No. Because I feel like he was nice, and then he just kind of just excelled. But he was always nice, so that's why you don't give it to the nice people. Yeah, like, what the hell? I think Damian Lillard was, like, the sixth pick in the draft. That's <laughs> not most improved player. It's what we thought. You are what we thought you were. Yeah, like, what the hell? So, um, did they... When, when was Jordan Poole drafted? Was did people expect him to be this nice? I mean, I've always heard his name like all the nah, time. Nobody knew he was gonna be. If everyone knew he was gonna be this nice, he would have been a top ten pick in the draft. Mm, okay, so you just answered my question. Damn, yeah, he was a good player in college, but no one thought he was gonna become a star. Like he's a, can be a star. He was. Uh, let me see. He was the twenty eighth pick in the draft in twenty nineteen. He turns 23 next month. He's from Milwaukee, I think. Or, I don't know, he was born in Milwaukee, went to high school in Indiana, but you know how that goes. My, his family just might have wanted him to go somewhere else to go to school. Well, well, shout out to Milwaukee because they got ballers, you know what I mean? Yeah, my you cousin, know your family's out there. My cousin's a Milwaukee baller who plays overseas. He won the Shout him out. Jarvis Williams, he won the championship. Um, what's that tournament called they do in the... Um, Oh, yeah, of like the college, um, I forgot what it's called, but they do it on ESPN in the summer. It's like different universities and squads. They come together and have a tournament. The, it's called the tournament. But, yeah, my cousin um won that championship two years ago. He was on the Golden Eagles. That was the, yeah, the Marquette squad. squad, right? Yeah, he didn't go to Mar- Marquette, but since he was such a baller in Milwaukee in the high school years, all the Marquette people and them knew about him so you know i mean he's a milwaukee legend so shout out to milwaukee shout out my cousin and um shout out to javel javel mcgee too just for always being on good teams because i'm watching the game right now <laughs> all right and there you go man another episode chopper suit convos y'all stay yeah. blessed out there are you gonna listen to the jack harlow album oh no i'm just gonna listen to the songs that people like you Even know that glamour singles. That glamorous track's not that bad. That beat is nice. Yo. Hey 